time enough at last. Submitted for your consideration to sci-fi fans, Sean Majors and Keith Conrad. Rewatch The Twilight Zone from beginning to end. It's like something out of that Twilighty show about that zone. The year is 1847. The place is the territory of New Mexico. The people are a tiny handful of men and women with a dream. Eleven months ago, they started out from Ohio and headed west. Someone told them about a place called California, about a warm sun and a blue sky, about rich land and fresh air. And at this moment, almost a year later, they've seen nothing but cold, heat, exhaustion, hunger, and sickness. This man's name is Christian Horn. He has a dying eight-year-old son and a heartsick wife. And he's the only one remaining who has even a fragment of the dream left. Mr. Chris Horn, who's going over the top of a rim to look for water and sustenance. And in a moment, we'll move into the twilight zone. Episode number 59 of the twilight zone was a hundred yards over the rim. And, uh, you know, Sean, we're kind of in a, in a golden age of, uh, twilight zone stars because, you know, a couple episodes ago we had, uh, we had buddy Epson, uh, you know, and uh, and now we have Cliff Robertson. So uh, that is the uh, that is Uncle Ben from the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies. That uh, <laughs> I I think I think Cliff Robertson is is the first one that I legitimately don't. I mean, yes, I didn't know William Shatner was in Nick of Time, but uh, Cliff Robertson I would not have I, I did not recognize him, and I have not. He was in uh, just looking at his wiki that he was in. No, it was that it. The Spider-Man trilogy. That might be the only thing I would know for know him from. I mean, that was certainly the. You know, I, I think he was mostly retired. You know, <laughs> sure. before that, uh, so that probably would have been like the only thing we would have seen him in in our lives. Hey, he was in uh, the Outer Limits. Of course, he was. <laughs> uh, so we start off in the year eighteen forty-seven. And uh, th- this one, you know, we talked about uh, the Odyssey of Flight 33 having, uh, you know, airplanes, time travel, and dinosaurs. <laughs> uh, this has uh, time travel and people in, in really cool hats. I was about to say, I just, I, I, I just thought that was Abraham Lincoln the entire time. That, that, that brings up a good question, because, you know, at the beginning, it's 1847. It's a wagon train, actually a very small wagon train. I think most yeah. wagon trains were actually, you know, trains and not three of them. Uh, <laughs> you not, couldn't even circle the wagons with three of them. No, you couldn't. You could, you could like, at best, triangle the wagons. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, yeah, I, I, that, that's why that, that's what like I, I get that it's it's TV it's the 1960s they probably only had the budget for you know three wagons and one of them was actually a car just with a of just with a tarp on it because <laughs> they they couldn't afford anything so I get that but but literally like if you're traveling from you know where did they leave like Missouri all the way to California I think it was yeah if, if you're if you're doing that and it, there's only three of you you're going to die. Like there's there's no two ways about that. If this is the way everybody treated, you know, going West in a wagon train, then there wouldn't have even been an Oregon trail video game because we would all be dead and the human race would perish. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, no one would have made it. Um, (laughs) 
So they're, uh, they're everybody's they're, dying of dysentery. They're the little, they're a little band of uh, of doomed, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, doomed optimistic uh, people are headed from uh, Missouri to. Oh no, they're headed from Ohio. That's right. Still Ohio. Ohio is even further. Like, well, you know, I'm down here in Alabama, so that's just the same thing to me. Yeah, it's just up north. <laughs> yeah, just up north. Uh, yeah, Ohio. To, to you, Ohio and Missouri are, are right next to each other. I I, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, they're they're stuck. They're looking for water. Uh, you know, they're they're looking for food. Also, they stop their uh, their little three wagon train, and uh, and Chris decides that he's going to uh, head over the uh, the little hill there and see if they can find some you know maybe some. You know, a nice animal they can kill, yeah. or or a nice stream that they can drink from, and then wait for an animal to come so they can kill it. Exactly. Uh, and uh, when he as does, long as it ends up murdering an animal. That's fine. Uh, it turns out that uh, his son is uh, is is dangerously ill. Uh, he's had a fever for eleven days, which seems like a fever for eleven days. That seems like it would be pretty serious now. That's a resilient kid. I if if I had a fever for eleven hours, I would uh, just call it quits. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, eleven days. Like I, I, I like at at that point, you're you're talking about doing some some pretty serious damage. So I, I think maybe they didn't have a medical professional in the writers' room when they were writing this episode. And they just go, well, what's a good time for him to be sick? Eleven days. Yeah. 11 we'll, days. We'll, <laughs> we'll do that. Having a fever for 11 days just sounds annoying. It does. Yeah. Although, you know, by about seven days, you know, the fever dreams would probably be pretty good. Oh, yeah. 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 Very entertaining. So he uh, so Chris uh, heads off uh, over over this hill. And as soon as he makes it over, he sees a bunch of power lines, which I think, by the way, is like the same like file footage of power lines that they used um in uh in the previous episode where the astronauts is that like i shot an arrow yeah sun or something like that uh yeah i I think i think it was the same power lines this is this is one of those episodes that i think i i mentioned when we first started this this wonderful experiment keith um which is there's so many like uh spacemen caught in the old west or cowboys Mm -hmm. caught in the future and this is this is one of those episodes, and it's always like the same the same you know uh, back lot in the desert yeah. that they use. And after a while, is and that's what I always tell people when I try to introduce them to the show. It's like you're gonna have to kiss a lot of frogs before you find your Prince Charming. <laughs> and those frogs involve a spaceman going back to the old west or a cowboy going to the future. <laughs> oh, and and by the way, before we uh, before we go to the future here. Uh, can can I pick on the on the wagon train a little bit more, please? Why are it's they so dressed going. up? I don't know they're, why. They're <laughs> all wearing they're all wearing stovepipe hats. Like I I get wearing hats, like like the uh, like the kids black out the sun, you know. Yeah, the, the the kids that aren't sick, you know the the other kids in the in the little three wagon train uh, thing. They they're wearing like farmer hats, you know, like like yeah. that actually would to your point block out the sun. The adult males for some reason are wearing like stovepipe hats. It is legitimately an Abraham Lincoln stovepipe. Hat. It, it is, it, it is and not- he's carrying a repeater. This is Abraham Lincoln, and, and like it's not just it's not just Chris. 
the main character, the other guy that we see is also wearing like a stovepipe hat. And I'm like, if you're trapped, that's like me, like wearing a suit to run a marathon. This is one of the few times it's okay to wear cargo shorts. I know they weren't invented in 1847 no, or but, probably 1961. But. but but it seems like they, they've been traveling for 11 months, you know, from Ohio. It seems like at t- they, they would have had time to invent cargo shorts and realize <laughs> this is a much better idea. And are they washing these this formal wear in streams or are they just never taking it off? I, I would assume they're never taking it off because they are pretty dirty when we when we see them but uh, but i'm just like why why are you like i i get you know like like you look at at pictures from like you know baseball games in the 1950s and people are wearing you know like suits and fedoras and i and i get that there was a time when when people actually wanted to look their best when they went out in public and 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 i get that but if you're in a wagon train going from ohio to california in 1847 and you're in the middle of the (laughs) new mexico desert it's okay to go casual Especially if you're not you're not going to be around a lot of people because you only have three damn wagon trains. And, and if you are around people, Wagons. you're going to run into some you know some some Native American tribes. They're not going to care. No, no. They they know not. better. They're wearing they're wearing you know they they're not wearing cargo shorts, but but they're. They're, they're, they're definitely dressed down. Let's, they're, let's say that. They're, they're not wearing suits, and that's why they will survive this. And then Manifest Destiny is a joke. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> well, well, no, the, the secret to Manifest Destiny was just sending wave after wave of people until finally somebody made it. That, that, was, that was the secret. It's only a matter of time. It, it was the Zap Brannigan strategy. <laughs> uh so uh, so anyway, back to the that, future. That might be our first our first Futurama uh, uh, reference in like three or four episodes. It has been a little while, um, <laughs> but uh, back to the future. Uh, so so uh, Chris uh, Chris Horn he he goes over this hill and he sees the uh, power lines from I shot an arrow into the air. And um, uh, eventually he sees a a road and he's as he's investigating the road. He sees a, uh, a a truck coming at him, and th- and this bothered me. I don't know about you, but uh, when he gets to the like the gas station diner thing, he says, "You know, like, did you see that monster or something like that?" I realize the guy's from eighteen forty seven, and so he doesn't necessarily know what a truck is, and so he'd be a little surprised by it. But I feel like people in eighteen in eighteen forty seven were sophisticated enough that he's not going to think it was a monster. <laughs> he's not going to know what it is, of course. But no. he's going to know that it wasn't a, a dragon or something. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like what would be confused with a monster if you know uh, someone in eighteen forty seven went to nineteen sixty one, or if somebody from now <clears throat> in two thousand twenty one went. Ahead in like you know twenty one forty. Although we would probably we would probably think a lot of things were monsters in twenty one forty if we went up there. Probably. Well, no, I no, I I stand by my point. <laughs> I, I think I think we would know better than you know unless like a giant alien landed. That's the thing. I wouldn't think a vehicle was a monster. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, I mean, that's that's my point. That like he's going to know that it's it's something. 
It's he's the same not, concept. It's it's a it's a box with wheels, just like yeah. you and your three wagons. Yeah, I mean, much more uh, much more horsepower and much more uh, towing capacity <laughs> than your little three Conestoto wagons. <laughs> but uh, so uh, so he asks him, you know, what was that monster? The guy has no idea what he's talking about. And so uh, you know, they they invite him into the uh, to the gas station. And they offer him water and to help with his uh, help with his injuries. And uh, they ask uh, they ask, you know, where, where he's from, because he's he's dressed in a top hat in, a, in an Abe Lincoln style top hat. <laughs> and he has a uh, he has a rifle that, um, you know, probably doesn't take a genius to figure out that that rifle is old. Very old. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, eventually uh, uh, uh Chris at some point turns around and looks at a calendar and sees that it's 1961. What if that calendar wasn't there? How long do you think it would take him to catch up? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, I, I, I think it would have been a while, actually. <laughs> I mean, if he thinks if he thinks the truck is a monster, then it, it may have taken a couple days. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and there would have been a lot of confusion along the way because, you know, People are going to make be making phone calls. Cars are going to show up, and he's going to have no <laughs> idea what's going on. Um, you know, it, at some point, a, a car would have showed up, and uh, it would have been like a field of dreams, uh, because that's how Ray Kinsella knew that he was in the seventies. Oh, yes. uh, was he? You know, the 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 car had a, a sticker that said like nineteen seventy two or something on it. I, I may have watched that movie twenty times, and I would not remember that his last name is Kinsella. Um. Uh, how, how could you how could you not know that god what a masterpiece it really was and a little twilight zone-ish yeah for sure this would be like a feel-good episode of the twilight zone uh, it, it, it kind of would so uh so eventually they they kind of they kind of cram him in a in a back room <laughs> and uh uh he, while he's back there he finds an encyclopedia and of course naturally what do you do? You immediately look yourself up. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, that, that's what I did when I, whenever I found a, a an encyclopedia. <laughs> it's um, <clears throat> but he actually does find find uh, uh, an entry, not for him, but for his son. And uh, it says he he did uh, did great things in uh, in nineteenth century California, and then uh, Donald Trump said he was doing great things in uh, twenty twenty. <laughs> Is this so? <clears throat> He uh, so Chris Horn goes to the future, mm-hmm. uh, gets penicillin to save his son Christian, who grows up to save a lot of kids. Kind of intimating that he invented penicillin. Uh, I think they were just. Oh, so you mean like because he Is this had the, the grandfather paradox again? Yeah. Okay, because he had the penicillin with him. He ended up saving a bunch of kids. So you're saying that, like, he ended up being the inventor of penicillin. Uh, you know, that that's less the grandfather paradox and more um, Scotty giving the guy the formula for transparent <laughs> aluminum in Star Trek for the voyage home. I get that reference. Which, which by the way, to Scotty's point uh, at the time, how do you know he's not the one who invented it? Exactly. This is an alternate dimension where whoever invented penicillin, I was going to say Louis Pasteur, but that's not it, uh, did not invent Alexander Fleming. There we go. Yes. 
Uh, also, I the guy who wrote the uh, the James Bond novels, right? Yes, yeah. that was him too. What a life! <laughs> he really used up all of his sixty years. He he did. He <laughs> used his sixty years better than uh, better than most people. Oh my god, I'm thirty eight. Uh, so he uh, oh, I've, as a comic book guy once said, oh, I've wasted my life. Just <laughs> <laughs> a good show. Uh, so, uh, having seen, having looked at the encyclopedia and by the way, to our younger listeners, and, and we know you're out there <laughs> and encyclopedia used to be a big, a big series of books <gasps> that, uh, lonely men, lonely unmarried men would sell door to door when they were and, tired of selling vacuums. And usually one family on the block would buy them. They'd be the family with the encyclopedia. I don't know how my family acquired this but growing up we had encyclopedia britannica that stopped with jfk being the uh, current president really so it was i, I should go back and, and, and look at it i guess the airport would be Idlewild. It, it would yes um Wow. Man, it's all, it all comes together, man. <laughs> it's like... What a show. J- JFK uh, is the president, and we expect great things from him. <laughs> we expect a long, you know, <laughs> a long career for, for JFK, uh, both in and out of office. It's so sad what happened to him. I mean, he could have lived to be 60. He could have been, yeah. He had another, you know, 10 years left in him. I really hope people listen to the last episode and get all these. <laughs> yeah, otherwise it's not going to make a whole lot of sense. Uh, so Horn realizes that, uh, you know, if his son has lived a long enough life to have an encyclopedia entry, yeah, uh, then uh, he must be destined to go back and help his son survive. And around that time is when uh, the chief from Get Smart shows up. <laughs> and uh, I feel bad for him because, you know, that's uh, that's Edward Platt. And you got to feel bad for him because in Get Smart, which is probably his most iconic role. I mean, he was in a lot of things, you know, he was in like, you know, Rebel Without a Cause and North by Northwest. So he did he did plenty of other things. I, I mean, all he did in North by Northwest was get stabbed in the lobby of the United Nations. But still, he was there. He did it. Um. In uh, in Get Smart, he was just the chief, and in this, he's just credited as doctor. He's, he's so, doing a good job. So I I feel bad for him. One day he'll 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 actually have a name. Um. So the doctor Maybe comes and actually, says. basically, just gives him you know some uh, some penicillin because you know that that's pretty much the only uh, medication they had back in 1961, and and so. You know, he, he gives it to him and um, uh, he asks, uh, he asks him, he asks the doctor, you know, will this help with the fever? And he goes, oh, yeah, sure. And so then he takes the medication and runs out the door and it runs into the desert. And anytime somebody runs into the desert, it ends well. <laughs> I do like how he um, when he, when uh, Chris gets back, he like is already using like the lingo from the future. Like he uses the word highways. Um, right. Yeah. I, I noticed that, too. Yeah, that was that was in my notes. Like, like, how, how does he know what a highway is? Because because that definitely was not a thing in, in 1847. Yeah, his friend is like, you know, there's not much out there. He's like, oh, you'd be surprised. And there's highways and telephones. And it's like he doesn't say telephones. But, you know, it's, if, if I was his friend, I'd be like, what the hell's a highway? 
yeah like did i miss something what <laughs> and you saw that in five seconds because because uh, you know we should say okay so the police are chasing him through the desert <laughs> he goes over the over the rim again and then over he the sees rim. his his family and his his giant three wagon wagon train uh waiting for him uh so then uh, he goes to them, and um, the people who are chasing him, they get to the top of the rim and don't see anything. Yeah. Except for his rifle, which he dropped. Yes. And uh, so they, they, he goes back to the cafe, the, the cafe owner, and he's showing his wife the rifle, and it looks like it's been sitting out in the desert for 120 years. <laughs> what bugged me is the math, because they, they said 100 years and not 120 years. Oh, did they, did, they say, did they say 100 years instead of 120? Yeah, I mean, I guess you round it off, whatever, but, you know, that, that really I, got under my skin. Keith. I, I guess it would actually be 114 years. Well, you know, you're still closer. That's true. Um. <laughs> So, yeah, now I, I think you've brought up a, a really excellent angle for this episode that I, I hadn't considered before. So uh, is, is Christian Horn the inventor of, uh, of penicillin? Maybe he changes his name to Alexander Fleming. Could be. And then he changes it again to Victor Fleming and writes the James Bond novels. <laughs> Mr. Christian Horn, one of the hearty breed of men who headed west during a time when there were no concrete highways or the solace of civilization. Mr. Christian Horn and family and party heading west after a brief detour through the Twilight Zone. 